The Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one Nebel podcast. I'm your host, Nick Ligger, and with me as always is a very flat... <laughs> Luke white. <laughs> white. That's not your. That's not your coffee of choice. I know that I got slammed by you. Pretty no, much. No, flat white is my it coffee is? Oh, okay. of choice. Right. Is that an which okay I just choice? realized is the whitest thing yeah. I could possibly say. That's or a long black. Long black's good. <laughs> I usually have those on when we're doing game days. I usually have a long black. <laughs> coffee. Extra ice. Yeah. <laughs> Stop oh. making those sounds. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Abby's not with us today um, because No, we sorry Abs Daylight savings Daylight savings completely fucked us up Because it's I just think a it's hilarious system. The fact that she's so polite And she yep. was just like She must have just been sitting there With her phone yep. being like They haven't called me Yeah, like what the fuck is going on And then we get here at 2 o'clock And we're like Oh, Abs said that she's just about Oh to the court. my That's god weird. Sorry Abs um, So yeah, daylight savings Um you Which are the is ridiculous Like just quietly It is so ridiculous We don't have daylight savings It's so yeah. stupid Sorry Queensland that, You're the worst For not having daylight savings It's like yes. Oh the cows It's like Pauline Hanson Calm down yeah, The, the curtains, cows are fine The curtains are gonna get burnt Or whatever <laughs> I don't even know What the fucking excuse is It's just stupid I know it's daylight savings Because I've been to the gym Every day this week I should have known what, what, Wait how does that work Well because um, The sun wakes me up earlier Oh okay <laughs> Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, right. true, true, yeah, true. That's actually well, not for me. I don't go to the gym, but you know, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm a um, cow. That's what it is. <laughs> well, you don't look like a cow. What are you talking about? You're looking. You're in phenomenal shape, by the way. Oh. I just want to point that out to all the listeners. So make sure you tell him that if you see him at the games this weekend. No, I'm yes. These injections are making me really tired. Yeah, I'm on the weight loss drugs. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really so good. I told you, you look good. I know, but it's just oh man, it's rough. Yeah, you still. I really shouldn't complain because there's a lot worse health issues that I could have. It just like then you get like nausea and vomiting. Yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. And, and you, but you've also got to limit your diet to that as well. Don't oh you? yeah, I'm yeah. down to I'm like like is it one like one grain of rice a day or something. Like Five hundred calories <laughs> to seven hundred calories a day, which is like nothing. So put that in a perspective for me. That probably eats at least uh, ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's like nothing on a KFC menu. Um, like one popcorn chicken? No, like, so pretty much what I'm having is yeah. like 300 grams of watermelon. Oh, that's good though. Watermelon rocks. Delicious, but it's like no calories. And then, yeah. um, like a muscle chef meal, which shout out to muscle oh, chef. Oh yeah, Delicious. I've seen those. You can get them at like Coles and, and that's stuff, pretty right? much it. Yeah. That sounds awful. While doing a 18 hour <laughs> fast. That sounds absolutely awful. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I had a lamb sandwich, so that was good. I have Didn't lost. Have twice. I have lost eleven <laughs> kilos in a month, but yeah. it is rough. Yeah, but how does it actually? And we'll get to the news shortly. But how is that like? Because you've been playing netball as well. Has that changed much for you on the court? Oh, brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like getting bullied well, more, or are you doing with the bullying? <laughs> Let's. Oh, actually, I did get pushed off my spot the other week, and I was on like, Monday or at Strath. Uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah. I got pushed off my spot a bit, and I was like, oh. I don't have, I can't throw my weight around as much. Uh, yeah, he pushed me right off. He was, he was ginormous, but um, mm. yeah, I was kind of like, oh. was that bald man? Uh, that was that really tall, buff 
Oh, not buff, but like bigger. Um, he was probably about 6'4". Oh. And he was playing for that really not so great team. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and he was yeah. running out of the circle. 100%. And I was like, girl, why are you running out of the circle? Just post up on me. You've got like so much room. And then he was trying to take like bloody Tegan Phillips shots on oh. the outside. And I'm like, oh, chill. Mate, what are you doing? You and his goal attack was so angry because she's just like looking at me like... I know that you know that he's not playing the way he should be. Yeah, playing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I ain't going to well, tell him. Well, see, now that you've got that, you've got to adapt. And I think that's a really good segue into Caitlin Bassett, who announced it yesterday. Um, big announcement yesterday, obviously, on, on Twitter, I think it was probably one of the biggest of the day, which was probably news one of the like though. worst secrets of. Look, it was. <laughs> I think, I mean, the news was she's uh, signed with the um, Mercado Bay of Plenty Magic for next season, um, which. To the surprise of no one, to be completely honest. Um, but in saying that, seeing the news actually confirmed was still pretty... It was like, holy shit. Like, you know, like there was a lot of like fire behind all the rumors. And, you know, it kept building and building. And it's like, well, there, there's obviously a lot of truth to it. And then um, it actually happens. And I'm sitting there on Twitter all afternoon. Shout out to Apple Twitter. Holy shit, you guys. You guys work. Um, so, yeah, I posted that. And then there was just sort of an outpouring of... Of different comments and and um, surprise from people that didn't really ha- didn't really have their finger on the pulse and, um, yeah, I think, what are your thoughts on that? Because like, I think I said last week or the week before, I am in Seabass's corner for this one. To be completely honest, especially how the Giants have kind of handled it. Um, sort of two things. Yeah. Um, the round. Well, I guess it would have been the last round where she had the book out. Yeah. Um, was that the so, final round? I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. the final round. So I saw her in the hallway um, and she was like hella quiet, mm. like by herself in the hallway. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like there was like funk in the air, if that makes sense. Like I honestly think for oh, her no, mental I was waiting health, in, the, in the hallway with you as well, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in the hallway and I was just like, oh, like it wasn't every interaction I've had with her previously has been like, especially early on the season was like bubbly. She was like making jokes with me about the two point shot. She's yeah. like, no, I'm not going to take the two point shot. Yeah. Like hilarious, like get stuffed. Um, and yeah, she's a bit of a joker. And then to see her sort of at the end, like this season has basically taken a toll on her and then to see the end in the hallway yeah. and like, she sort of remotely was like, Hey, but was just like on another Wavelength, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something else is on her mind, yeah. So I was definitely like, oh, um, but I think great for her. I think it's firstly, it's going to be an excellent experience because I know how much Nolene has her fingers in the pot over there, and I feel like probably some of her best netball she's ever played was under Knowles, and I and I think she's definitely going to get her moving in the circle better. I think, um her game is going to be amazing over there. Um, I think she's definitely going to play on two seasons um, and then potentially see out maybe a year or two in Australia. Um, well, she's only on a one-year deal with the Magic. She is, but she's got an option. Year, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think, um, I think it's great. I, I've been always a supporter of the fact that um, I would really love to see more international style come into the game all around the world so like if i was seabass i'd be going like come back to ssn finish up your international career 
And then if I was her, I'd be like, okay, you know, Vitality Super League, how much are you going to pay me? Yeah. Um, and just go and win a fucking Yeah, Magic, there. how much are you going to, you know, pay yeah. me and play until you're 40? I mean, she's a goal shooter. She can stand out of the hoop and just play until she's 40. Um, that's what I would be doing. Um, you know, Thwaites, for example, if I was her, I'd be going over to New Zealand and being like, give me 100 grand a year mm. and I'll play over there. So, well, I think some yeah. of the reports are saying that Caitlin Thwaites was second on the list for... Um, for the magic, so Seabass oh, wow. was at the top, and then they were pursuing Thwaites after she announced that she was retiring. But yeah, they were, they were going to offer her similar money to go over to to um the magic to play for them for a season or two, and then Get obviously Seabass was at the top, and then if Seabass pulled out, it'd be Thwaites. So, but I don't know what Thwaites. I don't think there was any sort of confirmation of whether Thwaites was interested in the first place. But yeah, I thought that was just an interesting little tidbit that was coming out of it yesterday. Um, I think. In a contrast, the the Giants' responses have been a very um, weird. Not really. No, I think honest. I think weird. In a, uh, well, no, it's weird in a way that it's just been very much like not weird for I, Giants though. Giants are no, no. Sorry, a very. Uh, how do I put this so that that girl doesn't come for me on Twitter? Whatever her name Who? is. Oh, there's a Giants girl and she's oh, okay, cool. like hardcore. Nice. Um, hi. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna drag me on Twitter. Um, look, uh, like from all the games we've watched this season, there's definitely a culture issue. Yeah. And I will say this: this was my other point. Is obviously we do not see the practices, we don't see Scratch preseason, matches, nothing. We don't see any of that. So. Yeah, I know that the documentary that they're filming for the season, they have been talking a lot to the Giants. Um, I mean, that was the... F- just from following that, because the, the Doco crew, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it on the broadcast, but there's been a crew of people that have been following each team in the league in general. And um, shout out to the crew. They're a very lo- lovely group of people. Um, they're, but, but the big through line for them has obviously been the Giants. They've been on that a lot um you know we've seen on the media bench when they're pulling you know julie fitzgerald to the side and talking to her and getting little bits and pieces there and then they sort of throwing out a couple of those sort of hardball questions at the post-match game um uh, post-match conferences um and it's very clear that they identified that there was something going on early and then they went at it Mm. um and i think everyone can has been able to tell over the last just even off watching the broadcast that there's some not quite right, and we've said it. We said it weeks ago, even well, at the start of the, the season. It looked match, funky. Yeah, like from the first match, it was awkward. Yeah, and I think, and it's interesting because from what I've read, it sounds to me like Seabass and, and Julie sat down um, and went through it, and Julie had Harden and, and Austin. That's that's the the duo that she wanted, and it was interesting seeing Seabass request Kira. Because she's more of the traditional goal attack, which I totally agree with. And the thing is, with Seabass, she said that it's not about the super shot. And I do kind of agree with that because if you look at the other tools in the comp, they've adapted to it and teams have allowed them to stay on the court. Even the Firebirds, even the Firebirds of all the teams, like Rosie has been staunch in keeping um, Romelda on the court. Um, so it seems to me that Julie had basically made this decision before the season had started once that super shot was in and was basically phasing Seabass out from day one. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I I agree. I honestly think their sort of plan after last season into this season mm. was sort of 
pretty much to push her out and make her yeah. go get a contract somewhere else. I, I honestly, I even without the super shot, I actually kind of got that sense. Even if the super shot didn't exist, I still think that similar things would have played out, whether slower or faster. Um, it's clear to me that the Giants just were on a different wavelength to Seabass and uh, pushed her out. And it's interesting seeing how much the community has turned into Seabass's lane. Um, and I know that a lot of people don't like the Giants and, you know, there's good reasons for that. Um, but it's interesting just seeing everyone go, even New Zealand as well, who we've seen in the over the community, not everyone, but people in the community just slamming Seabass for not doing anything but sitting under the post and posting up. It's like, well, she's that's exactly what she's doing. That's her job. Um, but it's inter- it's been really interesting seeing the New Zealand community welcome her with open arms because it's a huge signing for the ANZ Prems. Like, if, like I said on Twitter yesterday, if you're not watching the ANZ Prems next year, you're missing out because this year was really exciting like that league is building and building and the players in it are getting real like more and more special so having Seabass there is a huge draw card um and it's again like we've said it's free to watch and realistically it's not that far away no it's not and actually their game times kind of work out in our favor because they're two hours early so you're still getting the mid arvo early evening games on the weekends and during the week depending on how the schedule goes actually but I don't know. I think for the ANZ Prems, this is a massive get. Like, this is seriously the best possible news you could get. For one, it's the Diamonds, like the premier Diamonds player and captain. She's still captain? Yes, I think so. technically. Yeah. Um, and playing over for a franchise that has roots in, like, imports, Nolene, everything. Um, one other thing that I want, I've noted just in everything that I've read from Seabass over the last 24 hours is that Arena Makari has been, was instrumental in, bringing her over and those two have been together for a long time fever lightning then obviously splitting up once that once um seabass left so yeah i don't know it's 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 so weird because like we've known for so long and it's not entirely surprising but at the same time it still is a little bit surprising oh i'm well we've known for a few weeks now yeah well i mean that's the thing we've said that she's been on the outs because of the culture because um, what did we we found out about two weeks ago where they said um, they were trying to work out how to get her over there because you had to be a New Zealand resident to fly over or something like that. And she yeah. couldn't get clearance, basically. Yeah. And all of her stuff. Yeah, because um, Junior said the same thing, right? The reason that he was able to go over was because he's a citizen, so that's yes, okay. But yeah. if you're not, then it's a big no-no. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, like, I th- I think it's, I think it's going to be really good. I think she's going to play really well. I think it comes to a broader question of why we're sort of allowing internationals to use our pathway. Like, so like yeah. Roses, for example, um, there's going to be a, a few more changes in T-Birds. Um, and you have to wonder whether eventually they're going to say, well, you can really only have two players that yeah. are international. I was going to say, I feel like with Seabass, they've got to be talking about capping uh, internationals and imports. I think um, it, it also depends on how things shake out. You know, there's rumors that Haythorn Thwaites on the way, is on the way out at Swifts. So we haven't been able to confirm that. Um, yeah, apparently going to Team Bath. Oh, no, no, no sorry, no, going Leeds. to Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Leeds Rhinos, uh, where Jay Clark was signed. Yes. Uh, last week, I'm pretty sure. So Go exciting Danny. to see them announce they're doing a great job with that. Um, but I think there's got to be, it's got to be at a point now where they've got to start discussing capping that. Mm. Um, and I think obviously reducing the squad to 10 next year might help, might also hinder uh, too. I don't yeah. know. Um, I think yeah. they've also got to look at expansion because 
the problem you've got now is people like Chelsea Pittman yes. are getting pushed out um, and even Seabass to an extent. If there were two more clubs, Seabass might have had an opportunity yeah. to go somewhere else. We, we've heard rumours of things expanding, but we don't know where. Um, there was... There was talk. Uh, there was a talk of another Melbourne team, and I can't remember. Maybe in Adelaide, I don't know. But there was there was something. There was another. There's been talk of an expansion, whether it happens or not. It's depending on completely, completely. Although on no, the Adelaide one got crushed. It's definitely. Oh no, Adelaide. that's right. No, Adelaide was crushed. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. No, was, we, we had someone confirm um, that for us. There was potential for another football club to have one. Yeah. In Melbourne. So we heard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The. So the. I think it was. I thought because actually have a, a VNL team I'm pretty sure I have absolutely no anyway idea. if you if you know that uh, please let us know I should probably check that but yeah that was one of the, the names that we'd heard floated um, but again we don't know where the expansion is no. lying at the moment but like you said I think with a lot of the players that are coming becoming displaced you could still form like there's still opportunities for them oh, to form absolutely. in Australia and I don't know why the SSN wouldn't be like alright well we have a couple of displaced players that we could potentially you know form either one expansion team or two expansion teams, but again, it's all it all comes down to money. So, you know, whether that money exists, I don't know. I don't really know how the monetary things function for the league. So, um, if you're the Diamonds, mm-hmm. how do you view this? I don't actually. If I'm I think Stacey, I I don't mind because yeah. you know that Nolene's going to get the best out of her through whatever pathways that she has. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was sitting on the bench. For some of the games last this season, this I don't even last technically last season, but this year, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like she knows Bass's game inside and out, and and I'm not a huge believer in the fact that like, ooh, she's going over there. They're all going to learn how to play on her. No, no, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she's going to get intel on them. They're going to get intel on her. Sure, but it's also about how the Diamonds coach uses her and what Stacy decides to do because. If Stacey has a game plan and this is how she's going to execute it, then, yeah, it doesn't matter if they've played on her week in, week out. It's just not going to matter. But I'm excited about the matchups, actually. Yeah. So, like, Watson and Jury, that's going to be awesome battles for her week in, week out. I th- yeah, I think this is excellent. Um, and, yeah, and I, loved, I would love to see more players take up this opportunity to go around the world. I think so. And do the Karen Bailey too well. Yeah, I mean, it's worked for, for Bales. She's playing, I think, she, I don't know. No, actually, Bales? no. Bales? Bales. Yeah, yeah. Bales. So you said Bales, and I'm like, that's rough. Well, <laughs> tough. So, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh, God. Sorry, Karen. I didn't mean it by that. Um, because, uh, you know, she was at Surrey last year, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Surrey have only just started announcing their signings. So I don't know if she's part of that. But anyway, um, I, mean, I mean, if I'm the Diamonds, I'd be like, cool, do it. Like mm. that's a, literally the perfect position. If I'm, if I'm the the SSN, I'd be a little bit like, okay, not great. <laughs> like yeah, but also, I mean, the two point shots coming in next season. Oh, it is. It's staying. Um. So, yeah. I mean, how much more tone deaf can you get? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, anything else on that? Obviously, um, yeah. It's well, huge, here's but. a good segue. Mm. I think it is very interesting that um, the Rosie announcement was the same time, same day. Yes. The fact uh, that they <laughs> did that is very interesting. They were like, oh! Because yeah. the rest of the league would have known 
I reckon the players would have known. Other players would have... Well, we've known for a while. Yeah. Um, and I think they've gone, oh, quick, get it out. It did feel very buried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we weren't talking about it. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Firebirds announced uh, yesterday that Rosie Jenke would not be continuing after this season. Um, she said uh, it was a mutual... Dis- no, it was her decision, sorry. Not uh, mutual, was it? remember. I don't remember. I feel like the word mutual was used a lot when it probably wasn't for two of these stories. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Rose is out at Firebirds next season. I was sitting there, I was sitting here thinking today, I was like, it's going to be very, out of all the announcements, right, I think the weirdest one for me next year is going to be not seeing Rosie on the sidelines with the Firebirds. She's been there for so long. Mm. Um, but again, this is something that we've known and spoken about over the last couple of weeks. It, it, it's, it, Nothing that's been confirmed, but it was more along the lines of it's a vibe. You can feel it. Uh, yeah. Um, I overheard someone talking about it in the hallways with me, with my ear to the ground. Um, and I think it was like round six or seven. Um, you would have been, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would have been actually a yeah, mid season. Yeah, so I think this is... Because that was obviously a lot of people were like, oh, they got rid of her because of the my, my situation. Uh, no, this was... Yeah, this was... This was this was happening before my, my. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we heard it a few weeks before Gemma's... The, the things that happened up in Cairns. Yeah. So, again, like for us, we saw this and I'm like... No, I said, not entirely surprising. Being no. on the ground, you can... It's just that there's an it, there felt like a disconnect between the club and and Rosie. Um, I don't know I don't know where she's going next. Um, again, it's all very fresh. Um, but we'd heard that uh, I think they'd been searching or it had been in the works for a while um, with Firebirds. So um, I think it's probably a good change for both. Uh, I think with Rosie, she gets a fresh start wherever that may be. And with the Firebirds, you get to see whether this talent develops under a new coach. Um, who that new coach is, you seem to be manifesting a vet from the Pulse. Mm. Um, don't know. Well, <laughs> purely and simply because um, around the time that we found out, yeah, when, uh, yeah, she was, she obviously won with the Pulse and she came out with a statement and it was like, Oh, you know, um, I'm going off for like family reasons or whatever. And you and I were kind of like, I don't understand, because there was like a whole build up to it, because like Nolene didn't like help her, and like she yeah. had to have this like weird coach battle with Nolene, and um, there was that whole situation. And then I was pretty much looking at like why you've literally just won two tournaments, like two seasons in a row. Um, your next progression. And I mean, we've interviewed Knowles and Knowles is sort of like, she's unsure of her future after 2024. Yeah. Um, but that's a long way away. <laughs> it is, but you sort of look at the pathway that she came through and she knows the value of having a New Zealand coach in SSN. Mm. Um, and Firebirds need to win. So she's a coach... Proven. with ...that has a proven winning record um she you know queensland has that availability that it's close to like she's not like she's going to perth it's not a huge yeah it's jump. a three-hour flight not a yeah an eight hour flight. exactly so i think um 
yeah, there's definitely that potential. But yeah, the fact that um, we found out so early, I was like, well, they've probably already put feelers out. Yeah. Um, so there is that opportunity. But however, I just saw on Twitter that they've actually advertised the position. Yeah. I did tweet at you. Um, yeah, so yeah, that makes me even more back. confused. Um, so I really don't know. It's one of those things, you know how like businesses, like they advertise there's a position, but they've kind of already got it a bit filled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe well, it's something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, again, they released, so Rosie's news dropped maybe two or three hours before Seabass's news and then it just got buried. It was part of it and then the cycle completely buried it. Um, uh, you know, Again, not entirely surprising considering what we've seen over the course of the season. Um, very curious to see where she ends up. Um, I've literally not heard anyone connecting her with any clubs. So, but that does segue nicely. We're killing on the segues today to the Magpies, uh, who let go of coach Rob Wright. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I was like, huh? Uh, So, yeah, uh, Collingwood uh, informed Rob Wright um, that he would not be getting a contract beyond this season. Um... There and there obviously now there's now a vacancy at Collingwood. Um, again, this felt pretty, pretty much like it was going to happen. Um, considering what we'd seen over the course of the season, um, and the Magpies performing underperforming greatly this year. Um, I don't know what's next for Rob because, I mean, imagine a coaching switch. That'd be pretty funny. Firebirds get the Rob right. No. Yeah, see, Luke's just like... That perked you up, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, no. No? You no. happy with that one? No. So we have Rob Wright at Firebirds. No. <laughs> no. Um, again, like I said, I, I just... This was not entirely surprising. I think a lot of people figured that he was on the chopping block probably at around round five or six. Even maybe preseason, they would have been like, if Magpies don't perform, he's gone. And I think that was maybe one of the things that we said in the preseason pod that... Magpies probably will look elsewhere if they underperform this year, um, and they did. They they are they did. So, um, you know, I've heard from the club that um, you know there it's all it was all amicable. It's not uh, it's not one of those mutual decision things. It was just very much the club underperformed, and they just weren't offering that beyond that. So, very curious to see where he ends up next because last time it happened, you know, he left, left the Swifts and then he became the defensive coordinator basically for Maggie's under Dan Decker. Was under under Dendeka, that's right, and then took over the um the coaching duties. I again not entirely surprising. Not much else to say about that. Yeah, you're, why are you being so quiet? Oh God, you're a pan. <laughs> um, the other news. What are you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say um that yeah he is a really nice guy, but um yeah there was communication issues. He he really struggled. He really struggled yeah. in those in game adjustments. Um, I you know. Uh, from what I've heard, he is a phenomenal coach with the X's and O's, but when it comes to in-game stuff... and amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, night before stuff, tactically wonderful. Yeah. In-game, can't Not get great. his message across. Yeah. And That's the, pretty much what I saw from yeah. every time out. Yeah. And I, and I think there's a, there was a few moments for Collingwood where they probably would have benefited them to take the time out and then maybe Rob just sit back and let them have the time out. Um, which a few teams have done in the past. They've they've taken their own time out. Coach just sits back and lets them do their thing. Um, and and it's re- and it does yield results. You do see results out of that. So, um, yeah, that's curious to see what happens um, with Rob. I, I imagine he will get a job elsewhere, wherever that is. I'm He'd not be sure. a really good assistant. Yeah, um, I think so. Like yeah. he was a great defensive coordinator for Collingwood. Mm. Um, you know, I know that he 
was probably he probably came to Magpies because Shani was playing and him and Shani had a huge relationship over at Swifts and I think that was one of the things that he wanted wanted to continue with but obviously Shani's retirement completely sort of nicks that um, but yeah that's it um, another news Sasha Glasgow exercised her free agency rights oh my god mate we need a trade thing for this we do uh, what are you, Marina yo let's Marina go. let's go yes we need like a whole thing yeah like I want. As much as it's invasive, we need a salary cap. We need trading. We need veteran caps. You need to have like minimum pay. Like Chelsea Pittman can't take like a rookie salary. We need also like, come on guys. Like, what is this? There's a lot. They can make it more exciting. And this news was really exciting. Um, You know, uh, they need to change. Sorry. No, no, no. They need to make the free agency and signing period after the season. Yeah. Once the season's done. continue the press. Yeah. It's like once the season's done. One no two days two days to let like the champions breathe, and then straight into it like literally how the NBA does it. I think we and we've said this for years that they there's there's a model that the NBA have where they're constantly in the news cycle, and the only time that they're not is when everything is sort of locked into place, you know, and the season's sort of coming up. Um, I think it absolutely would benefit netball in terms of keeping it in the um in the public eye. Um, if you are at, I any, think- at any club and want to leak some stuff to us, we can do the old Woj. <laughs> Um, tweets we can do, oh, drop the tweet news <laughs> um, one of the things that I think is probably important um, and Jane and I were actually discussing this mm. in the car is um, obviously it comes down to money and the fact yeah, that the sport doesn't have a huge amount of money but I think um, having inclusive like accommodation and travel costs is pretty critical like I know some of the even the WNBL players some of those uh, players are provided accommodation yeah yeah to play so you might be like I'm from Adelaide like Georgie Horges and then Firebirds might say hey we want you here's a hundred thousand dollars a year and we're paying for your apartment for the season and mm. the preseason and you've got you're pretty much with the club for that period. So yep. let's say it's three months, four yeah. months. It's like FIFO, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're living there for you're living in Queensland for four months and then she goes back to Adelaide. Um yeah, there needs to be a better structure around that because yeah. then if you're traded, you guaranteed accommodation wherever you're going. Yeah. I think um yeah, obviously all money dependent, but I think that, that that's a sweetener as well. I think there's just a lot of things that the netball could be doing that emulates those systems that the NBA has again doesn't have to it doesn't have to be the sport, but that news cycle is so important because it keeps things in the public eye. And if we've got trade things and signing and players exercising their free agency rights, or a club like putting like you know how like in the NBA they got R- the RFA like the restricted free agency where let's say for example Sasha wants to go to Firebirds right, and then T Birds are like so Firebirds offer her a sixty grand contract then the T-Birds have the option to match that contract to keep her rights to play at Adelaide. And yeah. then if they don't, then she gets to sign with Firebirds. There's lots of different systems that, that could play out, which make things really exciting. I thought this news with Sasha was pretty exciting. Were you surprised? No. Yeah. Yeah, she's... The the advent of Georgie Hall just basically pushed her out, I think. And um, Yeah, and the fact that... Um, I mean, <laughs> I like I love Georgie. She listens to the pod, killing it. You're 18, of course you're going to sign with the T-Birds. But if you're any young player that signed with T-Birds and you're seeing these players like the way they treated Chelsea, um, you know, (laughs) Shimo, um, I don't think there's been an announcement on her yet. Um, Why would you? Why would you stay? Like, oh yeah, that's the thing. It's like you could. 
when we spoke to Chelsea in the post game after her last game when they beat the Fever, which was a phenomenal game to watch, by the way, she was really upset in the post game conference. She she did, you know, she was very professional and handled it very well. But it it uh, Emma um, from oh, Emma, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on which uh, yeah no, but from which, AAP from AAP asked the question: Was it a blindside? And Chelsea was like. Yeah, like I was expected to be at Adelaide for at least another year. She's been re- an important piece to that team. As what it, age putting age aside or whatever, and whether she's in form or out of form, this year has been a particularly good year for her, both on the court and off the court in terms of leadership and gelling that team together into a a successful team in the context of where the Thunderbirds are at in the competition. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, I, I don't know, it's. Yeah, I mean, she's going to Melbourne. Um, I yeah, I'd be obvious. very surprised if she's going anywhere but Melbourne. Um, pretty much, I've been told she's going to Collingwood. Tipper Dewan's going to Vixens. I don't know if that's going to happen because they were they were t- yeah completely unconfirmed. But they were talking about um, Tipper not being able to go to Vixens because they have some like Vic player rule or something. I don't know. Really. Yeah, I'm okay. not quite sure. I mean, I guess I know that the Swifts have quite, like a lot of their training partners and side squad members are all from the New South Wales Academy programs. So a lot of it's very much from the New South Wales ilk. So maybe it's similar in Victoria. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that's what I've heard as well. Um, f- for me, um, great pickup. Sasha's, we were talking about her last year pre injury that she was like, she had scorching form. She looked terrific with Maria. Um, and she that just she was, wasn't really given a run this. No, season. not at all. And and, and I mean, I credit to the to the Thunderbirds for for putting Horchis up front and and having her gel well with Lenise and and Chelsea as well, which again is now going to change considering Chelsea isn't there next season. But yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I thought that was an interesting piece of news because it's like I feel like the T Birds have done hard, like have gone hard by Pittman. Glasgow and Shimon as well. Um, from what I've heard, is Shimon isn't involved in the team next year, but I don't know. That's again not confirmed, so I'm not sure. She's Shimon never really was given that much of a go at Adelaide, considering she's an Adelaide girl, which is a bit disappointing to be completely honest, because I think she's a terrific defender. Um, and yeah. my question then is, mm. um, you know, are we going to see some of these players potentially going overseas? Well, they'd have to. Surely they would have to, and I and I think. A lot of people have been linking a lot of the players that are, have been displaced to Leeds, especially given that a lot of the Thunderbirds girls are the ones that are displaced. And Dan Ryan's running the performance program there. Um, and even Adelaide, uh, not even Adelaide, uh, and even New Zealand. But I can't think New Zealand is basically locked up. Central Pulse are the only team that do not have a locked-in lineup. There's three shooting and attacking positions available, which is very interesting. So, Well, there's one more player from SSN to jump across to NZ. Yeah, I did tweet that out yesterday. Um, Pulse is obviously the team that uh, are the one that is in consideration. Um, should I confirm the player? No. No, I won't do that. I can't. Because well, again, because it's, it's unconfirmed. Confirmed. It's yeah. unconfirmed. I know it was a very vague tweet yesterday. I'm sorry for vague tweeting people. I just heard it and I was like, okay. Put the eyes there per Luke's instructions because that's good. Um, but yeah, we'd heard some news yesterday that they're, they're in, the Pulse were in talks with another potentially displaced Australian player um, who's currently playing over in SSN. So keep an eye on that. Um, the Pulse haven't announced their any of their attack end yet, which I find very interesting. Their last announcement was three weeks ago for their team. So 
interesting that they're holding on to if something. If you're Knowles, you're just giggling. Oh, yeah, I know. She's, yeah, yeah. She's Hilarious. Like <laughs> um, I think in terms of other news, the big one was, uh, I don't think we actually recorded, but it was uh, Caitlin Thwaites and Tegan Phillip announcing their retirements. Mm. Um, not really surprising. Not entirely surprising, no. Um, I mean, the, the Vixens are in a, in a great spot, and I mean, the, it's theirs to lose um, this year, I think. And if they, and if they, if those two go out on a win, then good on them. I mean, it's a great story, but, uh, again, not entirely surprising. Philip had been in and out of the lineup for a little while. And, um, you could tell that her injuries were kind of catching up with her a little bit. Yeah. I was worried about her knee. She's had her yeah. knee strap since I think round nine. I feel like she's perpetually had her knee strapped. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, she, I don't I don't know. The, Obviously, the Vixen's like, oh, she's fine. I'm like, mm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But this is, that's the thing. It's like, sure, you're resting her and stuff like that. But also, like, I don't fully believe that. No. Like, it's injury well, management Well, the sure. other one's uh, Lizzie. Um, so, Lizzie Watson, yes. Yeah. I mean, she's going to have the two weeks break, so she should be fine. But, um, yeah. So, we should probably talk about the up-and-coming match this weekend. Yes. Sunshine Coast Lightning versus Fever. Yes, up at USC Stadium. Who do you think are going to be the key matchups? Interesting. Um, look, the Lightning looked awful last week. Really not great. Um, I think the only standouts for me were Kara and Carla. Um, Carla had to do a lot of work. Like she was basically running three positions last week. And I think the, the Lightning will go back and they really need to polish themselves a bit more um there were a couple of couple of there was like that one call on um steph wood that was the out and mannix was clearly the out and steph wood was was um was chip chirping at the um at the ump and i think at that stage it's like steph you lost the ball like the call's been made you just got to move on and i think there's there's a there's an interesting lack of discipline from the team last week that we come to expect from the lightning and i think if they bring that discipline then i think they potentially could rock the fever in terms of key matchups, um, defensively, they can't stop Fowler, but I think if they can at least minimize and stop and like clog the passing lanes into like guiding that ball to Fowler and tire her or tire out those attackers, I think that'll play really, really well into um, the fever into the Lightning's hands. Um, and I think the Swifts on that, I think the Swifts really gave him a blueprint because I think defensively the Swifts yeah. were amazing on Fowler where they were sitting. Turner and Cloud too high, and then Fowler is available. It looks like Fowler's yeah, it's available, the, it's the illusion and then of, yep, exactly. close the space jump. Um, and it was excellent because the other thing it did is, um, yeah, let Alice Teague Neal run the base, you know, get closer, refeed, all that sort of thing. But you got to shoot the shot, yeah. So, and I think. This this is really interesting because I think with both sides it's going to come down to their goal attacks and it's going to be Steph Wood and it's going to be Teague yeah. Neal and if Steph Wood's firing I think the Lightning are in for a good chance to go back to the grand final if she's not and to be honest she's not really been that well informed this year um, then I think the Lightning are in a bit of trouble I actually I think for me the key positions are going to be Langman and Sherian because yeah. Langman threw away I think she had six turnovers um, Shez, it was Shez, like seven or eight. Shez, and I don't know why Kylie didn't pull Shez off on the, off the court when she had those two like straight up turnovers on this. Like at the start, it'd be like, nah, no, you can't. Well, look, I, I think they're in the position where they could play it out 
yeah, and then sure. worst comes to worst, you're playing in the position you're in now. Um, I did see on Instagram that they did have some, you know, change ups in the positions. Um, and it will be interesting to see how that unfolds because I feel like the first quarter is going to be critical. And if they're down by eight or 10 in the first quarter and they have a traditionally slow start, so if that happens, um, yeah, they've got a backup plan as to how they work around the shares situation from what I could see on the Yeah, internet. and and I, and I do agree as well with um, Laura Langman as well. I, I think with Langman, she has been a, not as God mode as she has been in previous years. Um, hey, she honestly... I, she seems a bit over it. Like I yeah. was like, <laughs> She's just I was like watching it. I was like, oh, it's I. I think the problem you've got with the condensed season, he's playing a lot of netball. Oh yeah, it's a and if you're on like sort of the more back end of your career, you're like, uh, like yeah. compared to a 22 year old, you're like, oh, I'm kind of fucking sick of this. <laughs> um, but no, the, uh, I think the biggest thing for Sunshine Coast is they 100% can beat the Fever. Oh, easily. And easily, sure. Fever can easily get the yips and Alice Tignell trying to seal the game. Um, it's going to be rough for her. Um, but I think the biggest potential problem is, um, yeah, that, that sort of attack and how that's going to run. Do they then put Steph into wing attack and then bring Peace on? Or do they move Jackie Russell to center and put Langman into wing attack? Wing attack, yeah. Um, and have Maddie running wing defense. It, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot you could do. Yeah, I'd be surprised if um, if Kylie doesn't play Jackie Russell in this game. I think Jackie's been had as a plug and play player. I think um, Jackie's had really good moments this season, and I think that sort of she's a bit more of a veteran. She's got the legs. I think she can obviously play maybe the 25, 30 minutes if needed and kind of swing the game. She's done it in the past. And I think with these sort of big stages, she, this is an experienced team together. Um, and I think sometimes experience can outweigh skill. Um, in terms of where the fever is sitting, what do you think their strengths are? Where where do you th- see their strengths lie against the Lightning? Um, well, I think Courtney Bruce, I, I think the biggest benefit they've had and why they had their giant run is because Fowler's unstoppable yeah. and then Courtney Bruce came into form. I mean, they started the season without Courtney Bruce and they had Olivia Lewis who did excellent. Um, easily could play for another franchise in a starting position. Oh, easily. She's been terrific. Um, but it's just that physicality. And you've got Francis there as well, who's probably one of the most physical defenders. And I think that is going to be critical for them yep. because Steph Wood got absolutely hammered by Weston. Um, and it was very, very smart by Weston because she wasn't out of play a lot, but she was being very physical yep. um, and contesting a lot of balls. So um, I really think Francis can do exactly the same thing. Um, and really take Steph Wood out of it. It's it, A lot of it, as you said, pivots on what Steph Wood does, but if the ball's already turned over before it gets to her, then exactly. there's no chance. Exactly. And I think for, for me, when you look at how the Lightning played last week, Sherian, as much as I love her, just, just literally was just hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging ball. And it, I think I can't even remember the score. It was like six one or six nil or something like that. And you're just like, oof, this this ain't this ain't a good look. They look really bad. Um, and then they just were playing catch up and just couldn't. Um, I, in terms of you, who you pick's going to win, or who do you think is going to win? 
Um, look, I'm going to say Sunshine Coast Lightning. Okay. Uh, purely and simply because I think it's going to click. I think yep. Fever are going to get the yips. Um, I feel like a lot is kind of riding. A lot of pressure is on this game because... For both teams? Uh, no. So okay. that's the thing. I feel like for Sunshine Coast Lightning, there's actually not a lot of pressure on this game. Yeah. Because they've already... Like, they came second in the season. They've had a good season. It's been a condensed season. It's been a pile of crap, to be honest. Um, I don't think the pressure's on them. I think the pressure's on Fever because they're the ones with the wins on the board. They're the ones that are trying to do it for Stacey so that she has a domestic um, yeah, title. Yeah, so she's got the cap, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That she can be like, well, I just won. Yeah. Um, so I'm Diamond's coach. Everyone can shut up now. Yeah. Um, well, that's a lot of pressure. So... I feel like, and not only that, that's a lot of pressure on Alice. Very um, true. That is very true. And if she's holding the ball and f- they can't get the ball to Fowler as directly as they previously have, yep. um, which is exactly what the Swifts starve them of, is that quick release into Fowler, then they're going to be in all sorts of trouble. Yeah. I, I, it's hard because like I feel like the Fever are just informed. You know what I mean? But that, oh, that loss against the Thunderbirds... It was dicey. Not great. Look, I mean, this is the thing, is both teams, like, Alice has the potential to dominate and really work on what they struggled with on sort of the weekend from the Swifts game. There's a lot they can learn from that. And I would imagine that Sunshine Coast Lightning are going to come out and probably defend exactly the same way. Yeah. Because it worked. Um, but a lot of it is up to the individual players. A lot yeah. of it's up to whether Steph's going to sink twos. A lot of it's up to if Alice Tignell is going to shoot, you know, three from ten. If that happens, then there's going to be problems. Yeah. So I, I honestly, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's I'm I'm very excited for it. I'm very very excited for this one. Um, the atmosphere is going to be pretty pretty big at the at USC considering its finals. Um. We will both be there. So if you see us, please uh, take your paparazzi shots. I think Nolly Nolly sent a, one of you the other day, which I thought was very funny. Is that the one that was you in the stands? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you see us, um, I'll be taking some snaps on the sideline. So keep an eye out for me. I'll We've try to remember a wild not shirt. to eat the food. We'll get in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually that. bringing... I was actually going to think about bringing as like the most pettiest thing in the world. So, we got... So, media got in trouble for eating food and this chick like went nuts. Um, and I was actually going to be totally petty and like bring like subway platters and put them there and be like media only and just be like a total bitch and just watch her like lose her shit. I feel like we're at the end of the season. You probably could do it. <laughs> I know. I know. Um... But yeah, it's hilarious. Um, we do. I, there's a couple of questions that we got from uh, a listener, which I do want to go into really quickly. I know oh, that yeah. we're running a bit long, but we, you know, Sorry. a fair bit of news. And, you know, this is going to be the last pod that's going to go up before the finals. So, yes. um, you know, but like I said, if you see us on the weekend, please um, shout us out, tweet at us and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, um, Ellie has asked us a couple of questions. This is probably a little bit more directed to us because of our uh, involvement with the season so far. So I'm just going to, what I might do is I might read out Question by question. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ellie asks, Culture at Clubs, what's our experience watching everyone each week in Hub Life? What have you seen in the cultures at each club? Are some better than others? Yes. 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 Um, we've... Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
there's different clubs. Uh, you can see, honestly, the broadcast this year has done a very good job of displaying what cultures are working and what aren't. Um, oh, Giants. really? Giants. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, look, it's interesting. You can also get a, You kind of get a, an interesting, if you follow all the players on Instagram and all that sort of stuff, um, a lot of the club, like a lot of these players have been more active in the hub and you can kind of tell the clicks and you can kind of tell, you know, what's working and what's not. Um, it's a little bit hard because we don't have, we don't get to see them. We don't get to see them train. We don't get to hang out with them as often as I'm sure we would love to. Um, so that one's a bit more difficult, but there are very distinct different cultures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I just thought of another one. Yeah. But another I'm not, what? I'm not saying it. No. Okay. Tell me off air then. Yeah, yeah. Because I need to know. Um, signing and contract process. What happens next? Who talks to who's or who to- who talks to who? Managers and players. Um, is there a contact per- a contract? There's person like for one each club? guy. There's like one guy that has like all of the players. He's like the manager there's, for all of them. A, yeah, there's a couple of there's so <laughs> there's think, like five yeah. people. So there's a, the general manager of the team is the one that does the negotiations with the agent of the player. Mm. So this is what we've gleaned having a chat to Jane Willard-Stobson, who's the GM of women's sport yeah. at Collingwood. Um, but then it's interesting then when the agent has all six of players. the players. Yeah, so if you actually do a bit of research into the, some of the agencies, because some of the players list their agencies on Instagram, yeah. um, you can see who's with who. I know that the Magpies, there's seven Magpies on one agency team. I think there's another, there's a couple of Firebirds, like four or five on one particular agency team. Yeah. So it's all very... um condensed like they're not sort of spread out amongst the things there's no. obviously a bunch of different and these agencies are not limited to netball it's other players and other sports as well so i think how it works is um the uh gm of the team wants to talk to or offer a contract to a player so they contact the agent and then negotiations start to see where that works yeah um so yeah it's usually the general manager if not always the general manager of the club that does that so uh, I know Jane does that at Collingwood. In consulta- consultation with the coach. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's always and, and there's obviously scouts and all that sort of stuff that report and go. All right, this player is one to look out for. Coaches are like, uh, we're not sure if you know X player is going to fit into the system, so it might be worth shedding that salary off and looking for other salary and other player. Um, that's the very bare basics of it. Um, we may be able to get Jane on. She can have a chat to the pro- about the process. Oh, that'd be cool. yeah. I might shoot her an email. Um, Ellie also asks specific. This is probably more a you question. Um, spill the tea, the juiciest gossip for hub of from the hub life so far this season, for you. A lot of it I probably can't really <laughs> share. Well, what can you share that won't get you into um, trouble? I can well, beep it out. <laughs> nothing about the Firebirds then, because they'll sue me. <laughs> um. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, I think the uh, actually I think I feel like the juiciest one has me for the season long stuff with Seabass and the Giants I don't know for me that's pretty juicy the fact that players listen to this that, that was, was pretty fun. hilarious that's fun they're like we know exactly who you are and we yep. listen I thought that was hysterical <laughs> they yeah we've that people actually yeah. listen to this That's that's been the interesting learning thing for us over the course of the season pre-season yeah i walked in i walked into a press conference and i opened my mouth and she looked at me and was like who 
Um, well, Georgie. Oh, Georgie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see her face. Um, but yeah, heaps of other players. Yeah, it's been... Uh, Even it's Gretel. Been... You did that ad with Gretel. Yeah, did that and Gretel's Gretel. like, oh my God, Luke, say yeah. hi. Uh, I was like, everyone knows who fuck? Luke is. Everyone knows who you are. No. Yes, they do. They do. It's You're always the Luke. Ads. No, it's always Luke. Um, so if you see Luke, fangirl. But if you see me, be like, who the fuck is this dude? <laughs> um, but yeah, Ellie, I hope, you, I hope we answered your questions. Thank you very much for sending those in. Um, that was a good bit of fun. If you have any questions... You can send it to us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Um, through our little DM thing. Send us any questions that you have. The season's coming to a close in the next two weeks. So get them in because we're taking a break. Yeah, actually, no, we'll be taking a break um, after the season's finished, of course. Um, <laughs> well, we've got Diamonds. We have Diamonds. Diamonds. They've got and a training Cadbury camp. Series too. They've got training camp in Brisbane. Yes, that's true. That's very true, actually. I completely forgot about the training I wanna camp. I want to totally like hang out there and be like, hey. Hmm. That'd be fun to watch. We should try and. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll talk to you about it off air. Um, sorry, I keep saying off air as if we're. Well, I mean, whatever. Anyway, oi, um, Stacy, hook us up, bro. Yeah, oi, Stace, <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> we'll just ask him the post game. Stace, bro. <laughs> we'll ask him the post game. Give us some passes. Win or hey. loss, just be like, hey, can you get us accredited? And she's like, guys, no. now's not the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that would be both for a win or a loss for the FIFA. Uh, um, so yeah, no, just, she'll just be like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stace is very nice. She's been very nice in the post games. Awesome. Um, so you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Come and chat with us there. Send us uh, send us any questions that you have. We'll answer them on air as best we can. Uh, we I think there's a few questions that we still have skipped over. We might do a Q&A episode in the next couple of weeks once things die down a little bit. Um, you can get us on Twitter at BLT underscore 86 for Luke and at Bleakster, B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R. Come and follow us. We've been tweeting little cheeky rumors and fun memes. Um, the Netball Twitter gang is um, is pumping right now. Um, so as finals comes to a close and then uh, free agency opens up a little bit more, I think it's going to get a little bit more spicy. So come and hang out with us. Um, and Abby McCulloch, uh, Ab- at Abby underscore McCulloch on Twitter. She doesn't tweet, but she Who? does re- like, respond to our tweets. Who um, is killing it as coach? She is. In the Origin League. She is. She is. Um, Can we? Act, is there a way to access, just on that, is there a way to access how well, like, they specific teams going? It. Oh, cool. Yeah, they live stream oh, it, great. but I haven't worked out how the hell I can look at the live stream. We should ask Abs that because I'd love to put that on the Facebook page. Yes, because um, I honestly, and that's what I wanted to talk to her about today. So it's a shame that she's coaching right now. <laughs> wow, way to do your job. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for her because her coaching career is going really fucking yeah, well. Yeah, she loves it. She absolutely loves it. So and I'm just like, maybe you should apply for the head coach role at the Firebirds. She's got the experience. She's been in Firebirds before. I don't know if she's got. Credit because they've got like yeah, it's like a training to, program or yeah, whatever, something you like have that. To be yeah. a high performance coach. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but yeah. Anyway, so you can get us on Twitter as well. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. Um, we'll be tweeting obviously at the game and all that sort of stuff. Um, you get us on Instagram at the Gold Circle Pod. Please let us know if you're listening. I will be checking that and reposting it. Not a lot of uh, shout outs on Instagram the last couple of weeks, which is a bit of a shame. So I'm all ashamed of you for not doing that. No, I'm just joking. I love you. Um, you get us on email, the Gold Circle at gmail.com. You can traditionally hit us up with some questions or love or anything like that. We've gotten a couple of emails over the last couple of weeks, just people discovering the pod. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, I know that the schedule has been a little bit dicey, but again, the schedule for netball in general has been pretty dicey. So um, thank you very much for sticking with us um, over the course of the season. Um, is there anything I missed? Uh, if you if you are listening on iTunes, you can rate and review us. Five stars only is the uh, motto. Ah. <laughs> Five stars only. Leave a review if you do. Oh, we'll Lord. check it out. Um, 
there's been some very sweet um, messages uh, from people. Um, so, Luke, before we close, mm-hmm. uh, just just to reiterate for listeners, your tip to win this weekend is Sunshine Coast Lightning. Mine is going to be. I feel like if I choose the Fever, the Lightning will win because that's what happened last time. Mm. I'm gonna go the Fever. Yeah. Just one. I think the Fever can do it. They can do it. Oh, absolutely. But but they have um, to be like perfect. Oh, I will say this as yeah. well, and you will probably hear these stats on the broadcast because I'll be doing a deep dive into this. But um, if they have issues with Kosh again. Putting Charles into wing attack. I completely forgot she had like a whole yeah. career at Firebirds in yeah. wing attack. I mean, so did I until you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. she got the legs. She can do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it is like well, she it's played, a different pace, but... She played wing attack for West Coast pre-Anstis though, right? Oh, don't I feel like she questions. might have. I can't remember. I feel like she was in a couple of wing attacks for the starting, for the starting lineup for the Fever. Mm. I don't know, but anyway. Um... But yeah, that'll do us for uh, this week. Um, we will be back uh, next week, obviously, to deconstruct the game on Sunday. Um, if you do show up, if you are at USC, please um, tweet at us and, and let us know on Facebook. Um, we'd love to just come and say hi within you know social distancing rules and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we, we'll be at the game from go to woe. So uh, enjoy your netball on Sunday, guys. Uh, and we may see you then. Enjoy, guys. See you later. Party. Bye. bye.